mate. I was just listening to your recording on your podcast. I wanted to say they really reach out to me. And thank you for all you do. Keep up the good work and maybe make some longer ones sometime. Thank you. Cheerio. Hey guys, welcome to Hearts of Men podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Let me hear it. If you're enjoying these episodes, let me hear it loud and clear. Hey, started off with somebody all the way from Australia. I might. Thanks for your reply. <laughs> Man, chiming in from Australia. That's pretty amazing. And um, hey, how many of you have listened to Gavi? Gavi, the little clip from the song Fight For Me. Fight For Me, that's a great song. If you haven't heard it, you need to go and listen to the rest of it. Fight For Me and uh, says, I need you to fight for me when I don't know what I believe. Why does everybody leave? Show me what it's like to dream. Yeah, eye drops. How do I start it off? Pulling all these hours, trying to keep it all clear. I got way too many thoughts. Fighting these expectations got me feeling stuck. I've been away, yeah, losing my faith, yeah, hope I'm not late, trying to find grace for my mistakes. I need to pray, yes, I need to pray, wake up to the mirror like I need you to fight for me when I don't know what I believe. Why does everybody leave? Show me what it's like to dream. You know, a sincere cry, a sincere song with deep, profound lyrics coming from his heart. And I want to talk a little bit about today about the battle, fighting. Are you a fighter? What kind of a fighter are you? What kind of a fighter are you? You know, I'm probably not talking to MMA fighters or UFC fighters, but maybe there's somebody out there that's done a little bit of that. And I tell you one thing, if you've watched a little UFC, hey, this is a man's show. This is the man cave. So we can talk about these things. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I like watching a little bit of UFC every now and then. I mean, that stuff is brutal, straight up crazy. Those guys, I'm telling you, you got to be nuts. You just got to be straight nuts to get in the ring with some of those guys. Bloody one another up to the pulp. But you know what? There's something. There's something to that. There's something to what those guys are fighting for. They're fighting for a title. They're fighting for their name. They're fighting for their family. They're fighting for their fame. And um, I'm not here to talk about UFC fighting, but I am here to talk about the battle that we are engaged in as men, and especially as men of God, as men who believe in God. God is a warrior. We talked a bit about that last week, or this week actually, in the episode on Fully Alive. I hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't get to listen to that, episode 10, I believe it was. Yes, it hit episode 10. Go back and listen to that. The glory of God is man fully alive. And we talked about God being a warrior. We see him defending and fighting for his people all throughout the Old Testament. And then Jesus comes on the scene in the New Testament is fighting for our hearts, is fighting for our freedom. As he said in John 10, 10, that I've come to give life and life abundance, life abundantly, not just eternal life, but eternal life simply means never ending. 
But that life starts here and now. And I think so many people, so many of us have just been led to believe that eternal life or salvation is just about the future. It's just about one day when we die. And um, so what kind of fight is in you right now? Is it a fight to believe as the lyrics of that song? Is it a fight to even retain faith? Is it a fight to believe that God is real, that he exists, that if you seek him, he rewards you for seeking him. If you live righteously, that there is a, a reward for that, that there is payoff for that. You know, are you fighting to hold your marriage together? Are you fighting to love your kids? Are you fighting to get ahead in your job? You know, what is what is your battle? Are you fighting to overcome pornography? Are you fighting to overcome pride? Are you fighting to overcome eating too much? Are you a glutton? And maybe you've given up. Maybe you've resigned a little bit because just the reality of how excruciating it can be, the reality of how painful it can be. And, um, you know, man, I was, uh, I was feeling heartbroken last night for a friend of mine who is a dear brother who has an incredible ministry and he is battling right now. Um, his wife is, is going through an excruciatingly painful season, uh, physically and, seems that they've exhausted everything in the natural, you know, and he was saying that we need a miracle. And my heart just, uh, man, I, I just, I said, how you doing, man? Are you hanging in there? He said, barely. It's been brutal. Barely. It's been brutal. And I can't imagine um, sometimes the the depth of pain, uh, the depth of pain that, that, that you might be going through or have gone through the depth of pain that we go through as humans, that we go through as men, as husbands, to see your beloved spouse suffering, to see your kids suffer, to have walked through the loss of a loved one, to have walked through the pain of losing someone to cancer or any number of things. But loss is real. Loss is a real part of life. Loss is a real part of life in many different ways. Sometimes it's just the loss of a job. Sometimes it's the loss of a, a marriage. Sometimes it's the loss, the physical loss unto death of a person that you love. Sometimes uh, losses come in many different forms. And, you know, there's a, a proverb that says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life hope deferred. We all have hopes and we all have dreams and we all have aspirations. And what happens when those aspirations or those dreams or those wants or those desires seemingly continue to be put on hold or seemingly seem out of reach? In other words, what's that saying is, is that your heart becomes sick. You get depressed, you get disappointed, you feel disillusioned, you feel, man, is it even worth it? Is it even worth it? Is it even worth it trying to work three jobs just to provide so I can eventually finish school to get a better job? Is it worth wrestling in this way? Is it worth fighting for these things? Hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a longing fulfilled 
is a tree of life. What are you longing for? Where are you being fulfilled currently in your life? What is fulfilling you? Who is fulfilling you? Are you able to, to name those things? Name those fulfillments. What's fulfilling to you? What's gripping your heart emotionally? Oftentimes, we as men, we're going to feel the weight, the physical weight, the mental weight of providing. If you're a husband and you're a father, you understand. You understand the weight of the financial weight of providing for your family and what you deal with every day. It's a real weight. How am I going to provide today? How am I going to provide tomorrow? I'm going to pay for college. I'm going to pay for the wedding down the future. How am I going to pay for this, this, and that? I'm going to save for retirement. All these things are real. And I'm 44 years old, and I'm, I'm wrestling with some of those things right now. And uh, just really realizing that, you know, man, 20 years in my life, 20 years ago, I was 24. Where did those 20 years go? How did I get here? How did I get here? How did you get here? Where are you currently at? Are you barely living? Hey, check your pulse. Why don't you just take a minute? Check your pulse. Don't move. Don't breathe. Just, I'm serious. Just take a minute and check that pulse, all right? You feel the heartbeat? You feel the heartbeat? You know how many times a day that heart beats? I don't know exactly, but I believe it's somewhere upwards to 15 or 17,000, maybe more, maybe 30,000. Isn't that amazing? You know what would happen if that stopped beating? The one who gives you breath and life and a pulse, you would cease to exist. Your shell would go back to dust and your spirit would soar onwards. Your spirit created to live forever. These bodies were created to live forever until the fall. Until our original family, Adam and Eve, an original sin came into the picture and the curse, one of the curses of that sin was, was death, was physical death. But praise be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us a hope. He has redeemed us. He has restored us that even though these physical, natural bodies will die and nothing that you take, nothing that you earn or make on this side of heaven will go forth with you. That's a sobering thought. You know, there's only several things that will last or live forever. Of course, that's God. That's His Word. God's Word lives forever, and that's the souls of man. Yes, three things that will live forever, ever, ever, and ever. God, His Word, and your spirit, your soul. That's a sobering reminder. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? Puts things into perspective. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Does your job seem meaningless? Does your days seem meaningless? The toiling under the sun? The things you're working for? What are you working for? What are you living for? What am I living for? puts it into perspective. So, fight for me. Fight for me. 
Who's fighting for you? Hey, I'm here to tell you that I'm fighting for you. I'm here to say that I'm fighting for you because you're listening to this and I'm praying for all of you that are listening. I'm praying for every one of you that listens to this episode. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. I don't judge you. I pray for you. I think of you. All the situations that you might be going through, all the things you might be dealing with. You know, I take a guess that the majority of you are Christian. The majority of you are are loving God and being loved by Him. But I'd like to think that there are some of you out there that aren't. That aren't. They might have a completely different worldview or might have a completely different faith. And But you're listening. You're still listening because something is getting your attention. Or maybe you're giving God a second chance. Maybe you're somebody who's dealt with, you've been dealt some really bad blows in life. And you're angry at God. You're offended at God. How could God have allowed this to happen? It's real. Some real, real struggles, real thoughts, real temptations, real difficulty. So I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you that, that I'm fighting for you, fighting for your life, fighting for your freedom. But more importantly, God is fighting for you. If I can say it, I know it sounds cliche, but God is fighting. He is your creator. He's the one that formed you in your mother's womb. He's the one that said you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He's the one that said you're not a mistake, that your life matters, that you have purpose. Oh, man, you better believe it. You better believe it, that he's fighting for you. And if you're fighting against him, <laughs> mm, that's going to come around. My old Johnny Cash sang a song, Oh, God's going to chase you down. In a ramble of the gamble of the midnight. I don't know if that's the right song or not, but I know there's a song called, God's going to chase you down. <laughs> old Johnny Cash. He had some things right. He had some things accurate. I tell you what, God is all about pursuing you. He's about pursuing your heart. And sometimes that's painful because he knows that the only way he can get your attention is by allowing a little bit of pain, even a little bit of suffering in your life. You know, it says that he wants nobody to perish in the scriptures, it says he desires that no one would perish. He also said, Jesus said that the, the, the path is narrow to life. The path to destruction is broad. And it says few will find it. Few will find the path that is narrow to eternal life. Most will travel the path that leads to destruction. So let me ask you again. Do you need to fight for your own heart? And do you need to fight... For the hearts of your family, for the hearts of your kids, absolutely, absolutely, hands down, strap your gloves on, get your kick bag out, whatever you need to do, and begin punching. Begin strengthening yourself, train yourself, get in shape, do what you got to do. Because what happens on the outward, if you're sitting on the couch and you're just stuffing Cheetos in your mouth and drinking your beer... And watching your TV, wishing you were as cool as Rambo. <laughs> well, guess what? You might need to just 
get up off your behind and do something about it. Do something about it. Don't sit around and think about it. Don't think someone else is going to do something about it. Let's do something about it, man. We are men. We're called to fight. We're called to take a stand. We're called to protect. We're called to watch. We're called to persevere. We're called to be vigilant. We're called to be awake. We're called to be watchful. We're called to be sober-minded. We're called to discern the times and say, you know what? Not on my watch, devil. Get the hell away. Get the hell out of here, devil. You ain't taking it on my watch. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord no matter what it costs. No matter how difficult it might be. No matter what I got to go through. Because he's fighting for me and at the end of the day, he has won the battle. That's the end of the story. He's won the battle. He will win the battle. All of darkness will be crushed and defeated. It's real, guys. It's real. It is real. You know, I know these these in my episodes sometimes have a, a ring of heaviness to them or a ring of sobriety, but you know what? Where else are you getting that? <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw some humor in from time to time, crack some jokes. I'm not necessarily a great joke teller. But I've been given a message. I've been given a uh, a mandate, maybe, is a better word to say. Just believing that these airwaves, that people listening, something that I'm saying will actually be making a difference in someone's life. Maybe a life or death difference, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some of you listening, or who will listen, might be faith, facing your last day. That's sobering. You ever sit next to someone in an airplane and uh, you just kind of think, you know what? I'll never, most likely ever, see this person again on this side of eternity. And I challenge myself sometimes because sometimes I say, you know, why would I not share? If I have the words, if I have words of eternal life, if I have words that will literally change the destiny, the, 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 the eternal destiny of someone's life or someone's trajectory, why would I not share that? <laughs> why would I not share these things. And um, I haven't always been been faithful at it, but I've tried I've tried to uh, to consider that to people that I come in contact with that I might not see again. What can I say to them? What can I show them? Complete strangers to me, but not strangers to God, each with unique stories, each with unique backgrounds and past and issues and brokenness. You know, I was um, incredibly um, saddened. Some of you know Ravi Zacharias, the great apologist, the Christian apologist, probably one of the greatest Christian apologists of our of our time, maybe of our this this um, for sure this century, if not the 1900s, um, at least good half of the 1900s. But um, you know, died at 74 last year of cancer. And came out that he had taken advantage of women, abused women sexually, all sorts of different things, owned several massage parlors, and 
hit a lot of things. Had lived a double life for at least 10 years, last 10 years of his life, maybe more. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people are wanting to completely eradicate him. Or I saw something like, you know, the RZIM website is removing everything from all of his recordings and books and all that from their website. They're going to change it, change the name completely. And I get that. I get that. I can't imagine to the victims. I can't imagine the pain that they've had to suffer through. But, you know, I also begin to weep inside because I believe that his story, even though he was famous, he was well-known, he had a lot more to lose. His story, though extreme it might sound, is not much different from our story in our own brokenness left to ourselves, left to the stresses that we're carrying in ministry and work and life. We are prone to the same mistakes. It's humbling. It's humbling. But by the grace of God, but by the grace of God. And I just, uh, man, I'm tired of hearing yet another Christian leader, another pastor, another minister who's fallen into sin, you know, who's coping with um, depression and dealing with all sorts of internal issues that they've not been able to share for whatever reason they didn't get help. And I want to say to you, just uh, as I was thinking of, of that situation, that it's it always pays off to get help. It always pays off to tell somebody what you're dealing with. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're dealing with something that's dark and you're dealing with something that's difficult or you're dealing with temptations, you know, you're, you're considering an affair. You're, you've had an emotional affair already with somebody and... It's at a place where you know that if, if it goes any further, it's going to be a full-blown affair. And I want to plead with you, please, it's not worth it. Please tell somebody. Step back. You know, maybe you're coming home from work every night and you're tired and you're, you're one click away from the next porn site that you've subscribed to and... I want to tell you it's not worth it. I know it feels worth it. I know it feels it fills that momentary void, but I want to tell you there's something more worth fighting for. And if you could uh, picture yourself, picture yourself being fit, picture yourself being totally fit, you know, <laughs> totally ready and prepared for battle your heart alive because you my man my man were made to fight you were made to conquer you were made to overcome you were made to do this you were made to do this yes you're made to be a warrior a love warrior not just a fighter but a lover King David understood what it meant to love God. He understood what it meant. He walked it out in his life as a young boy in the fields, watching sheep, playing on his harp, singing songs of worship to God, expressing at an emotional level his love for the Creator. Not hindered, not afraid to let that out. He was a worshiper long before he was a warrior. And as a young boy, he learned 
to overcome and the battles that he went through. As lo and behold, one day he would be the king over a nation. And God knew that this little lover boy would need a few challenges, need a few obstacles. Like giants, like Goliath. To overcome so that he could entrust him with ruling the nation of Israel. You know that you're called to rule and reign with Christ. You know God calls you a kingdom and a priest unto our God. You know, our, our uh, back in Genesis, our original assignment was to, uh, to rule, to give dominion, to name the animals, to, to make sure things are, are working right. And I think it's time. It's time for us to, to go back to Eden. It's time for us to reclaim what is, what is rightfully ours as men. So I want to challenge you with that today. I'm fighting for you. I believe in you. And hey, you can reach out. You can reach out. There's, you know, there's somewhere you can leave a comment, man. You can reach out to me. Okay. If you know me, reach out to me. If you don't know me, find a way to reach out to me. All right. All right. Hey, I just want to say, I'm going to say a prayer for you guys because I'm going to be gone for a week with my family on some much needed vacation. And so I'm going to be taking a break from these uh, episodes, well, from the podcast. So I will take a, I won't be here next week. And, uh, but I want you to know that we're not going away. I'm just taking a little bit of a breather and we'll be back. Last week in March to continue on. But I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. God, I thank you that you love each and every one of these men that are listening. Some I know and many I don't know. God, I pray right now that as I pray that you would move on their hearts, that you would encourage them, that you would remind them of who they are, that you would speak. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. You know what's amazing, guys? This is amazing. I'm looking at my phone right now, and it says 11-11. For the last three or four days, I've looked at my watch. I've looked at my phone. <laughs> if you've followed my episodes, you've heard of the 333. Man, that was the week before. I was getting 333 every day. Call to me, and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And 11-11 to me has always meant that God or someone is thinking about you. Ever since I was in high school, I think an old girlfriend told me that. <laughs> that God or somebody was thinking of you. And so just as I was praying, I looked at the 1111. And I am thinking of you and God is thinking of you. And God is all over this. And so I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, would be opened up. To see how good he is and to see how much he loves you and to see how much he fights for you and believes in you. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing weekend and we're getting ready to approach important times in the Christian calendar and the, the Jewish calendar, Passover, Pesach, and the... Uh, 
resurrection, Good Friday and resurrection. We're going to meditate some on that and uh, just remember, remember the price that was paid for your life who fought for you. Jesus Christ laid down his life. He fought for you. He died for you, for your freedom. This is Hearts of Men. We'll see you next time. Thank you.